Welcome into Anime Plus episode 68. I'm Alex Light with Spark 3. Hopefully, you're having an incredible day, whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching this podcast. Our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Spark 3. Make sure you give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, and this is the first Anime Plus episode in the new new setup. Uh, it's not done, obviously. We don't have nice display designs all around us. We're going to be working on that. Uh, I do got Zach here. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. It's like uh, a year ago now. It really is. Because at that time, we were resetting up another pod at the time. That's, that is true. When we set up the uh, the initial studio over the other place, uh, it's a work in progress. But, you know, I got to say one massive plus for this, and we've talked about it personally. I talked about Terra Football Show, is the lighting is fantastic. Like, we have no actual lights. Like, normally we'd have, like, ring lights to give us a little bit more glow. But the lighting is incredible. Like, this is this is incredible. So that's, that's a massive plus we got going for us. Uh, but yeah, we'll get some decorations put up here uh, by the next episode because we will be on a break next week, which I will say, and I'll openly address this, we probably realistically shouldn't go on a break because next week Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2 starts, and we got some other stuff kind of kicking off. But I need to finish moving. I need to focus on moving and getting the rest of this room set up. So actually next week is a full-blown Sparky 3 break week. Terrible football show is taking a break. Animan Plus and Game Static, none of them will be recorded next week. We'll all come back bigger and stronger than ever. And whenever we do come back with Animan Plus for episode 69, we'll have some new visuals for you for the show. It's going to look real sharp. Our video for our video is going to take it to a whole new level, essentially. We got some dope-ass stuff. Looking forward to showing you guys on that. Also be some new merch designs, I suppose. Uh, we'll probably launch a promo code for that. Uh, we may launch a promo code for the majority of April, honestly, because we got the mock drafts coming up. We got the NFL draft coming up for uh, a terrible football show. So we might just have a month-long promo code. So pick up some merch. It's going to be a good time to get some as well. Just go check out our website, sparker3.com. So you can sign up for free or sign up for 5 bucks a month. Up to you. No big deal, though. But sign up for free at the very least is what we asked for. Uh, and then, of course, with the merch store, sparkvshop.com. Join the Discord link down in the description below. Go follow us at Twitter at Animan Podcast. As well, go check the other shows, Game Aesthetic, Joe Football Show, and talking about movies and stuff. Which uh, we'll be having some episodes coming out soon because you got you and John got whatever you guys are doing. I, I started watching Moon Knight yesterday. That's good. Looking forward to chatting about that. I'm going to see Sonic the Hedgehog next week on Wednesday. Is that there, next week? Yeah. And it's a two day early screening. Which is different. Normally, it's only the day before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I was checking for ticket times and stuff, and I saw Wednesday, I'm like, Nani? And I was like, well, I'm buying that immediately. I got to go see this movie as soon as possible. Going to the tavern. It's going to be a great time. I'm very excited. I cannot wait to talk about the greatest movie of 2022 and perhaps the greatest movie in the history of cinema. It's going to be a great time. I'm pumped. There's a lot of cinephiles who would be ready to argue about that why it's never going to be the best movie ever <laughs> well that's fine because their opinion is wrong and my opinion is right and that's all that matters anyway we're at today's episode of anime plus we're not back in full form yet doing anime v- reviews we may chat about a few things depending on what zach got around to watching did you get around to watching anything not really no because we had like all of our wrap-ups this week right yeah, anything that I hadn't wrapped up, wrapped up. And I was wrong about Yasuhime. Yasuhime is still going. It's just I happened, I guess that time when I thought it ended, it was on a break week or whatnot, and I just happened to think of it, and I haven't watched the episode, so I was just like, oh, it's about the right time for it. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Well, we may try to do a little bit of a recap next episode on, in a couple of weeks on 69 before we dive into Shield Hero and I think Spy Family and a couple other shows. Uh, next week, next episode will be a lot of current anime talk, so looking forward to that. Manga ratings will be back on the board. We'll, we'll be back in normal form uh, because pretty much like by that point, the bulk of my crazy shit that I've been dealing with will pretty much be done. I mean, I, I'll finally be kind of like be able to breathe you know what i mean it's it's been very hectic so i'm definitely looking forward to getting back in a normal swing but for today's episode we do got another topic lined up we're gonna be talking about some of our favorite anime films out there whether if it's standalone films or films based off a popular series or whatever we'll be chatting about some of our favorites give some shout outs to some but mostly just talk about select few kind of go into details about it have a good time there uh, before we jump into the topic, you know, is there anything that we want to shout out? Maybe talk about beforehand. You know, One Piece Odyssey got revealed, a new like open world esque sort of One Piece game. Which also, fuck you, Josh. Tried to tell you it was a video game months back. We chat about it here on Anime Man Plus, and he's like, "Well, it could be anything." I'm like, "No, that's a fucking video game." I mean, if Bandai <laughs> Namco is is marking this thing, he's like, "Well, Bandai Namco does anime and manga too." I'm like, "It's gonna be a video game, bro." <laughs> like, there's no reason Bandai Namco. <laughs> would be doing anything if it wasn't for that. Um, but anyway, what did you think about One Piece Odyssey? Did it catch your eye at all? I know you're not a big One Piece fan anymore, um, but did, you know how to catch your eye? I mean, it seems interesting. It's going to be a JRPG, so I may dabble into it a bit. I mean, when I was in I'll one, probably pick it up. When I was into One Piece, I usually picked up a lot of them. Um, and played like as I was telling you earlier, I got my GameCube up and running, and I have data from like two or three different One Piece games that were on the GameCube on there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I picked up quite a few of them at some point, so I may t- try it out since it's a JRPG. I think now that I'm finally into One Piece in some capacity since I read the manga, I think I will pick this game up. Just see how it goes, you know, because it does look like it's got some promise behind it. Um, and the I, fact that Oda had help in creating all the unique characters and monsters in the game is definitely going to be a help. Yeah, true. I do know that the the last like big ambitious one piece game that ultimately flopped world seeker. I know it's on sale right now for like eight bucks on PlayStation store. And I sent that to Josh and Josh and I sent him like a list of stuff, like give him a heads up. Hey, this is on sale. This is on sale. This is on sale. And I made a joke. Cause I was like, but you know, while all that's on sale, that's cool. But you have my friend Peppa pig for $27. You need to buy that. This fucking with him. But, and I was like, no, I, I know you're going to buy world seeker. He's like, yeah, you are correct. World seeker for $8. I will buy that game and try it out i might even buy it and try it out eight bucks yeah i might play it world seeker caught my eye when it was coming out but i kind of fell back off of it because like it ultimately flopped you know but for eight dollars i mean i might try it i mean most of the one piece games that are worth a damn never came over the west so yeah see that's kind of the gist that i heard as well um other than that you know no real uh, anything interesting kind of pop well i don't know did you see suasha games I saw, but I didn't actually look into what was going on with that. It was just like, I, I don't know if it's like an, I guess, I'm assuming it's going to be a publishing company that Soatia has now started for their games. Uh, they launched a Twitter account for it, uh, just came out uh, within this uh, last couple days. And that's going to be like kind of like where they're going to be pushing a lot of their games going forward. They immediately announced like three like, like small kind of games. And they also said another title is set to be announced in the, new, in the near future. But I guess it's going to be like the center point for all of their weekly Shonen Jump uh, series video games to come out. So something to keep an eye on there. And that'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. I mean, we're still waiting for um, Talk Up. Yeah, we're still waiting for Talk Up at some point. Uh, still signed up. Um for early, we're still just signed up to whenever it comes. 
eventually. Sooner or later. Maybe. If it doesn't get canceled. I mean, I don't know. They keep releasing uh, illustration books or art books. Yeah. Like almost like two a month. I mean, I hope I hope the game comes out sometime soon. I'm looking forward to trying it out. Looks like a good time. Uh, other than that, I can't think of anything else to really shout out. I mean, if we're talking chapters, you know, I guess shout out to One Piece. One Piece obviously had a massive, massive chapter for the for the franchise. Uh, it's Luffy is full of, full blown become a cartoon character at this point. Uh, so that that's that's, pre- that's pretty nice. I won't go into a lot of details, even though the anime is not far behind where it is. You know, yeah. I, won't, I won't go into a lot of details for the anime only viewers. But Luffy's become a full blown cartoon character, and I thought that was hysterical. Uh, Josh was over the moon about this chapter. Naturally, uh, my hero was okay. It was all right. Um, Seven deadly sins, though. I did catch up to that this week. Oh, four nights. Well, we finally got uh, our former pro tag has now finally entered the picture. We finally have now seen Meliodas, so that's cool. Meliodas and Percival have now met. You know, you get to see Meliodas's son as well, Tristan, for the first time in, in this series. Uh, so, I mean, there's some shit happening. There's some shit. The, the four knights are being gathered right now. Uh, three of the four have been gathered. The fourth one apparently ran. Okay, cool. Yeah, so the big mission right now was to gather the four knights. Uh, you know, Meliodas sent Tristan and Lancelot to take care of this job because Tristan and Lancelot are, well, they're two knights, whatever. So it's like, okay, we already got two of four locked up. Cool. Uh, so, you know, Lancelot was sent to get Percival and... Uh, Tristan was set to get the other, and once Lancelot came out to meet, greet Tristan and Percival, it's just like, oh, hey, Lancelot, you know, it's been so long since we've seen each other, and Lancelot's like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. Anyway, so the fourth one that you got, uh, apparently he already ran, and it's just like, okay, well, fuck, and that was the end of the chapter. <laughs> that was today, that was this week's chapter, so, but yeah, uh, so some interesting stuff happening over there. Oh, slight shout out for uh, one of the things that helped me get into anime and stuff, oh, Toonami actually had its 25th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, I saw they, that. They actually did a, a nice little promo set of animations, two different separate promo videos of um, Tom and Sarah, the showrunner of Toonami and his AI companion, sort of having yep. a nice little thing of leaving their tower and getting a souped-up version of the old ship from the original Toonami when it started. Right. And they've switched over to th- using that for new promos and stuff like that. Man, shout out to Toonami. It is a bummer, though, that Toonami has just been, like, shoved to the side, and it's just, like, a very late-night Saturday thing on Adult Swim. Yeah. Like, that is kind of depressing. Like, I wish that we had, like, a Toonami like it was back in the day where it was, like, indecent hours at nighttime at the very least, if not that in the afternoons, because it was afternoons. Yeah, it didn't start in the afternoons. Cause, like, yeah, every was, day. It was sort of my starting of anime where I would watch... Uh, anime every afternoon after school. Pretty much, I'd watch, like, Code Loke. Code uh, Love Kobe, Kobe. Inuyasha from time to time. Um, shoot, there was a couple other ones I can't think of. I think Bebop was on there for a bit. Yeah. Dang, it's been so long. I don't remember what all was on Toonami, but I mean, that's sort of what helped me get into. Uh, I know for like Bebop and like uh, Inuyasha and stuff, that was all on Adult Swim. I know that. Was it okay? Yeah. The uh, So the Toonami that was in like the afternoons after school was like Code Lyoko. I remember very specifically because yeah. I love Code Lyoko. And a couple of like other kind of like almost random animes, whatever. And then it was like the Toonami that was like 
on Saturday nights, like in the normal slot, where like in a good slot, I mean, where it's like a seven o'clock sort of vibe, yeah, like yeah. ten o'clock. That's when you would get like the Naruto and like the Dragon Ball, yeah, whatever. One piece. Yeah, yeah, one that like that was that was then, but now now it's like it's tsunami is Saturday nights, but like not only is it Saturday nights on Adult Swim, like you have like two hours of normal Adult Swim of like you know like the American Dads mm-hmm. and the Family Guy, and then tsunami starts at like eleven o'clock or midnight. <laughs> like it's so obscure it's yeah it's such an obscure time to start doing anime and it's just like oh come on man so it is cool that they celebrate it's 25th it's kind of a bummer with where it's currently at in today's in today's yeah, where it's been pushed into viewing because i mean yeah i know a lot of people at least around our age really started watching it through toonami because right. it was sort of just on there on cartoon network when you got home after school and was like oh what is these real interesting cartoons Exactly. Hey, man, if Toonami wants to survive, they need to get 86 dub over there. You know, bring 86, uh, you know, to more televised audience. Everyone needs to experience 86. As much as you want to push 86, I highly doubt Cartoon Network and Toonami is going to get a license for that. Hey, you never know. You never know. I've seen them get some random shows I didn't think they would get. If I could shout one out right now, I would, but I'm drawing a blank. But they have have picked up some. I have noticed. I'm being dead ass serious. Within like the last couple years, I have seen like stuff pop up. It's like, oh, this show is starting on uh, Toonami like next week. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. I didn't expect they would have got that, but okay, that's cool. Yeah, like they're getting Gundam Wing remastered. Yeah, on their yeah. rotation hey, now. There's a new Gundam coming out soon. Yeah, I saw that. It's in summer, I believe, right? Uh, I don't know when it's actually starting. I just saw it was in production. Yeah, because um, I was looking at live chart last night, trying to find some more shows to come out, like with this current batch, whatever, since we got Spy for only like 12 weeks or so, Shield Hero for 13 weeks. I was trying to find some other shows, as I normally do, and I think Gundam is set for like summer, so I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, for another show that's coming out, that might be interesting to watch as a... Uh, Tomodachi Games, mm. which looks like it's going to be a dark sort of uh, betrayal anime. Nice, nice. The one that I sent you last night looked pretty interesting. Yeah, no, that does look interesting. I forgot I, it was called. Uh, you sent something it, of shadow. You sent prominence it in the Japanese of shadow. Name so. It's like Prominence of Shadow or something like that, I think, is the English translated name. That one actually looks pretty solid. That's part of the fall lineup. Okay. So if that one actually ends up being like something that we really enjoy, yo, that fall is just further getting more and more loaded for us. You know what I'll still have probably in fall? Dragon Quest. Yes. Because it's on hiatus right now. Still. Because of the Toei Animation hacking that happened. Or it's like, you know, the Dragon Ball Super movie got delayed, which also I shout out. I saw a uh, a news thing earlier that Dragon Ball Super is set to come back next year with the Moro arc. It's fucking April Fool's in Japan right now. So everyone's kind of jumping in on that at the moment. And that is that the thing is that I'm shouting out with that. It actually did come from Toei Animation. Like that's like like that's legit that like they tweeted that. But again, it's it's already April Fool's in Japan right now. Uh, another example of that already being impacted is that uh, Sega announced a uh, a Sonic Frontiers limited edition, whatever, uh, and it's like it, it's like a, a terrible case where it's like son like a like a, a plushy Sonic on a beach, and it's like the collector just comes with like a, like this custom bathtub, and you get there's like a little ducky with it and stuff, and it's just like and someone had to remind everyone, oh yeah, it's keep in mind it's already April Fool's in Japan. You know, if they had put a prize with that, somebody would have bought that. Oh, I know. I would have bought it. God damn it! Uh, they did. Uh, they did um, um, come out with some some new Sonic shoes 
that was teamed up with a, a popular shoe brand. I forgot which one. I forgot what it's called. It's not like Nike or no Air Jordans? No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and I stone cold hit the link ready to buy. I'm like, let's get it. Let's get some Sonic shoes, baby. Every every size is sold out. I'm like, pain. Absolute pain. Uh, anyway, uh, I guess we can go ahead and jump into things. Uh, so, yeah, anime films. Some of our favorite films are kind of run through some, give some general talking points on why we really enjoy it. It's going to be a mix of, like, standalone anime films as well as, like, you know, films of an offshoot of a series. And listening to our list, you'll definitely tell who is, like, more adventurous and who's not uh, because some of, the, some of the ones that I have are just, like, offshoots of popular series. There are a couple that I have on my list where it's, like, standalone films, but Zach will be thankfully talking about them because I haven't seen them in a while. Um, so who wants to start, me or you? I don't care. All right, why don't you start? What you got? So, I mean, one of the first ones I like to mention is just uh, the melancholy, or not the melancholy, the disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya, which is a movie for the series of melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, which it was funny when that came out because the series had been over in the, like it had been, the manga had been on hiatus for like a couple years because the author for it, she just she would write something for it every so often. <laughs> so when that movie came out, I went, what? I thought the series was done. I thought I was finished with this like three years ago. <laughs> and I mean, it's a nice little movie for anyone who's a fan of that series, or if you've never seen that series, it's always a good watch. Um, as long as you watch it in chronological. If you watch it in how they actually aired it, that series is confusing as fuck. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Alex, that series has three different ways to watch it. Uh, okay, that that seems that seems too like too much. What the hell's going on? Well, two of them are pretty much the exact same, but that's another thing. Okay, but um, I mean, this is an overall good film for anyone who's watched the series and sort of wanted a bit more with uh, that universe and characters. It's more or less a storytelling of a uh, point of our main guy whose name eludes me at the moment because it's been a while since I've watched anything on this. It's just one of those movies I always remember. Um, one of the other characters takes the time to reset the universe because that's what they can do. Okay. Cause yeah, because people can just naturally do that. In this universe, yes. Nice. Because our main group is one normal guy who's the love interest of our main heroine. Uh, the main heroine who literally controls the universe through her antics. An S-bar, a time traveler, and an alien. What a cast. That is our crew. And... The alien girl, she resets the universe and more or less changes it to where Haruhi never went to the same school as our protag. So all the wild adventures from the anime anime and initial series never happened because she wasn't there. And it's more or less just an interesting look at the series of uh, his interactions with all the characters and if things had never happened and how close he, even though he always seemed like he slightly dreaded going to the club, he was forced to join with them. It's seeing how his character actually grown attached to each of them and him actually pulling them all together throughout the film to cause to be go back to his regular timeline. Cause he had gotten used to all the antics and grown close to each of them. So it's a nice little for, it's literally a movie for people who know the series. Cause it's nice just seeing our character really show how much he actually cared for that group. He got, he ended up getting stuck with mm. since season two was awful. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just one of my favorite movies just for a continuation of a series and just sort of giving us more for a series that 
sort of ended at the time on a very low note in my mind with how the second season went of having a 12 episode season and eight of the episodes was the same goddamn thing. Mm. <laughs> oh, I hate the endless summer. It's awful. Well, piggybacking on that, I'll, I'll talk about mine. Cause mine's kind of, uh, my first one I want to shout out is kind of similar in a way where it's just like, it kind of caps off the series, whatever. Uh, and it's, it look, it's one of my favorite anime films out there, regardless of what people's opinions are of the original version of this show. I personally like it in its own way. I think it's good in its own way. It does not compare to the the normal canon material, but Full Metal Alchemist Conqueror of Shambhala is a phenomenal movie and a phenomenal way to cap off the original show. I mean, it was good. I saw it. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, with the ending of how the original series went, it is a very nice cap off for it. And I guess that's why I love it so much because like, Again, I don't think Full Metal Alchemist 2003, I don't think it's bad. I, I don't. I really, really don't. I, I It's it's not as good as Brotherhood. I mean, I think we can all agree to that. Like, But I still think 2003 is a good show. I still think the, the original story direction they went with was very interesting and good in its own way. Uh, again, does not compare to Brotherhood. Let me stress that. But with that, I, it's, a, in my opinion, a good anime that had an ending with a lot of questions. And then comes in a, a very good movie, tying up all those knots, answering all those questions. And that's what I loved about the film so much. And that, that's one of my favorite anime films that I'll just turn, turn on every once in a while. Because I find it so interesting with how it, you know, it is a wonderful cap off to a series that, in my opinion, is good. Uh, Conqueror Shambhala is great, man. Because, I mean, it answered, like, so many different plot points. Like, what happened to Ed? Yep. What happened to uh, Envy? You know, it has, you know, their father in it. Well, you know, what happened to Al after Ed saved the day, essentially? Mm-hmm. Like, it answers so many, so many questions that the original show left with you. I mean, and also one of the good points of that film was also that at the time, since that's all we had for animation for Full Metal, was it actually got us a moment where... Ed and Human Al actually got to fight together. Yes, which was super dope. Super, well, you know, super dope before they, you know, returned to like I guess like the normal world where alchemy didn't exist. Yeah. So we did get that brief moment, and that brief moment was dope, dude. It was it, it, because it's like you know, it's like it's like almost like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ed, Ed gets back in there, and it's like almost riding a bike. He gets to see Winry again. You know, even Roy's just like, I always knew you would come back, you little rascal. You know, like, it was just an overall dope moment, bro. Like, I mean, I, I, I really genuinely enjoy that film. And it's like, if there are people watching that are big fans of Full Metal, but, like, you just never watch the original show because maybe other people, you know, who have turned you away, have turned you away, where it's just like, oh, you, you're interested in Full Metal. Well, just go watch Brotherhood. Don't watch the original. I say don't listen to those opinions. Watch the original. I do think it's good because I will say this about the original as well. The first 20 episodes are unfucking believable. I mean, the first 20 episodes are pretty much, for the most part, canon. Yeah, that's all canon and detailed. It's yes. so stupidly deep and much darker. Much darker yeah, than Brotherhood. Because Brotherhood goes over that just because there was that yeah. 2003 series. And people got to remember which uh, the original FMA. That was running before the manga was even close to being done. Yep. So it actually outpaced the manga. That's why they ended up having to go their own route, do their own route, and do and figure out a storyline that they themselves wanted to do that wouldn't conflict with they, the authors. They were they didn't want to put it on a delay on yeah. a hiatus. That was the bottom line. That was back when animes didn't bother with delays. Yeah, yeah. That that was back <laughs> in the day where it's just like, oh, okay, we're caught up. Okay, well, let's do this. You know that that's how we got so much filler in in this particular show and in. Like Naruto is like they didn't stop. 
Like yeah, it, no. it, it's a different it's a different ball game today. But no, Conqueror Shambhala, great film. I highly recommend it, especially if you're a full metal fan. Star of Milos, eh, not so much. <laughs> not a great film. Not a great film. I saw it too. I don't really remember it to be honest. Not a great film. Not a great film. Uh what what's another one of yours that you got on your list there? Uh so another one that I like to watch is Summer Wars. Such a great film. And this I mean, is okay. This is one of the ones that was on my list, right? That I was going to talk about if I had to, but it was one of those ones like I thought to myself, man, I fucking hope Zach has this on his list because I have not seen it in a while, but this movie is awesome. Well, the reason why I like Summer Wars so much because it was my first movie to watch by that was directed by Mamora Hosada, who's now, he's released several films and there was, uh, he the one before this was A Girl That Leaped Through Time was also done by him, if I'm remembering correctly. And he has directed so many films now, which is amazing. Um, the hell phone? Okay, I'll leave you letter phone. Um, I mean, it was just an overall film and every good things because originally when I watched it, I thought it was a Studio Ghibli film just because of the style. Only discovered that that's fair. It wasn't. That's kind of how I felt when John showed it to me because that was where I first watched it. John made made me sit down and watch it. He literally like when I came over to hang out, I thought we were about to go get food, and he's just like, "No, you're gonna sit down, you're gonna watch this film." And I'm like, yeah, "Okay," because I, I think me and John we both found it at the same time and watched it, yeah. and me and him really both enjoyed it because like, because after that I've collected pretty much just all his new movies. I just realized my phone is he apparently released a new one in 2021. I don't have now Ooh. Um, that he directed and stuff like that. I mean, it's just and here's the thing about it. This is one of his early films, so it's definitely not the best. Like, if you watch some of his more current ones, they are top-notch. Uh, but this one, like, I go back to it and watch, and I go, I don't know why I enjoy this film, <laughs> but I enjoy it. Because when I really start watching, I go, kid gets dragged to his senpai's family reunion to more or less be a lapdog. This is some very influential family in the countryside who has a very big family and whatnot. Somehow some computer virus gets released and he screwed up whatever the hacker was trying to get a bunch of smart people to solve for him. And because of that, his AI or avatar in this gigantic digital world gets taken over by the uh, virus or whatever so he gets blamed for it for a long time the family turns against him and whatnot there's a whole weird family dynamic of oh here's this uh uncle nephew whatever he was depending on the characters who's come back to see the grandmother during all this mess the grandmother dies while the virus is happening but he feels the need that he, they need to deal with the virus even though the family's trying to do it more with their grandmother i was thinking and i'm just going here and going i mean i enjoy this film but the plot has so many weird connections. I'm just like, <laughs> how did we get here? Why Why is he dealing with the virus and dragging the people's avatars into it and whatnot? To the point we get that weird moment of he's having the calculation duel with the virus and him to try and keep blocking its access. I'm just like, what? Like, what is happening? And I'm, I'm literally going that. I was just like, when I really look at this, I'm going... This is a very shoddy connection, but I'm enjoying it nonetheless. I'm having a good time. <laughs> and then it ends with the whole thing of the senpai finally revealing her love for him when everyone's there and he's become an honorary family member already. And I'm just like, okay, sure. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> Still a great film. 
And then, like, the youngest kid of the family, he's also, like, the top person who, at the time attacks or whatever they call it, he's used some some bunny avatar, and he's the best fighter, and he gets dragged into oh, yeah. it naturally. King Cosmo. Yeah, and I'm just like, all right, cool, plot points, overall good film. I mean, if you don't think about it too hard, it is a very good film. And if you do think about it, you're still probably going to enjoy it. You're just not going to be sure why. <laughs> also, shout out to uh, King Cosmo. My Cinderace in DBA Season 2 helped me uh, win the championship. I will never forget that moment. Thank you, King Cosmo. You're oh, a gene. I didn't realize he directed one of the One Piece films. Wait, which one? Uh, Baron Omotsura and the Secret Island. Hmm, okay. Oh, speaking of One Piece films, I did watch Stampede recently, finally. I still haven't watched Stampede or Gold. I did watch Stampede. It is a it, it, it's a solid fan service film. It, Ooh, it's solid I, fan service. Film. I remember this One Piece movie because this one has the intense fucking they're all on crosses moment on the hill. Oh yeah. Now I realize why I like this one the much of the early One Piece films. That was done very well. Right. No, Stampede was solid though. It was solid. It was it was ultimately as big fan service as pretty much most of those movies kind of are, you know. Uh, but I will say it is really funny. Because, you know, Christina is the one that's always hyped this film up to me because, like, of the characters that she enjoys in One Piece. One Piece is her favorite anime, just mm-hmm. for her context, for people listening. Uh, and, like, the way that she always described this film to me is she's just, like, it's almost as if, like, the director of the film came to me and said, okay, I want you to pick the characters that's going to be in the final fight. And Christina's just like, I can pick anybody. And I'm just, and that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's that film. Like Smoker, Boa, like Law, um, Sabo, you know, it's just like, I think Buggy's there too. Like, it's such an odd group. What's of, the plot of Stampede? Uh, I, I, I didn't ca- I forgot his name but basically a, uh, a guy a prisoner got out of impel down who was like who was like one of the strongest pirates out there he was like on gold rogers uh um ship very briefly there's like this giant like pirate festival going on and, and everyone's having a great time and all competing for one great prize that you know the great prize is apparently better than one piece itself which i mean it's it, it was uh, one of the um, what are, what are they called in One Piece? I forgot the little you know like almost like you know the compass, whatever. I forgot what they actually called it in uh, One Piece. A log post. Yes, it was it was a log post that would tell you exactly how to get to the final island where One Piece is at. That was the great prize. So this super fucking OP pirate wanted that prize and wanted to prove how OP he was, and in beat the shit out of every other pirate essentially. So you're telling me there was a assortment of games and Silver Fox Foxy wasn't there? Correct. Damn. Yep. Yeah, there was a, that is yes, correct. Yep. It was a good movie though. Yeah, I, I had a good time watching it. That's all that matters. Yeah, it was fun. Um but uh the next one for me, which I'll I'll kind of segue a little bit off Summer Wars cuz like I I've seen some I've seen some. Don't call me out too much here. I'm not the one saying this, okay? I'm just saying what I've seen some people compare to is one of my favorite films, and it, this is legitimately one that I will turn on and rewatch every once in a while, is the first Digimon movie. Also done by the same director of Summer Wars. That's why there are some comparisons. Thank you, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, I just looked up. He did all the Digimon movies. Shout out. The Digimon movies, I'll be honest, are hit or miss. Uh, like the Tamers one was meh. The oh, front- okay, I take that back. He did like the first like three or four okay, Digimon okay. movies. The Frontier movie was also man, which sucks. I really loved Frontiers, uh, but the but the OG movie, which was actually in Japan, it was two different movies. Yes, but for us over here, it was one film. It was one film, and it was awesome. 
It was awesome. I actually, mean, no, hang on. Was it one film or was it actually three films? Because I, like I can't remember. Because like the first it part. Was t- Oh, no, you're right. It was actually three different films for us. It was just yeah. pieced together weirdly because it was like the first reveal of why the original Digi-Destins were chosen as Digi-Destins. Yeah, because it had it was focused on little kid Ty yes. and little kid Kari, Three. and then there was the gigantic Greymon that's much bigger than what he actually should that be. <laughs> in the middle of the city. Yes, yes, yes. It was a part of it, and nobody woke up but yes, these kids. Yes, and then it had the next part, which is like the best part of the movie. Which was the future versions of them yes. after their adventures and them dealing with... Some wars, which similar to some wars yep. in a digital universe where they've contact their Digimon have contacted me and they're using them through the internet to fight this virus. The D- Diaboramon. I always remember that the ending just because of that dumb microwave. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then after all that, we have the the Avenger the Adventure Two team. Yes, dude, that movie is great. I don't care what anyone says. There's a lot going on. There is, but a lot that movie is awesome. But that was a very good film. Great soundtrack, too. Yes. But no, seriously, that movie is awesome. If you're a Digimon fan and for some reason you've never seen that film, what the fuck are you doing? That movie was in theaters for us, bro. I saw that thing in theaters. So did I. Dude, that movie was legit. I loved the Digimon movie. I need to buy it on Blu-ray or something. Is it on Blu-ray? I'm Googling uh, it right probably. now. Probably. I have it on VHS. <laughs> See, I do, too, somewhere. I need to I need to pick up this film, bro. Dude, no, seriously, this film was legit. Like, like the first part with, you know, where it's like the giant city fight, the Godzilla yeah. fight, essentially. Like, that was dope. But, like, then the next part where, like, War Greymon and Metal Gurumon get their shit wrecked mm-hmm. and Ty and Matt basically go into the computer and create Omnimon. Omnimon wrecks shit with a badass soundtrack going with it. Bro, that movie was so hype. And then the Golden Digi-Eggs, you know, for the Part yeah. 2 team, uh, which I always thought was really random that uh, the ultimate form of Terriermon got a golden form. I always thought that was really random. Rapidmon. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, I guess I can get it because I I, I, I think Terry Mom was awesome. I mean, I know I love Terry Mom. I just thought it was always random that the ultimate form, you know, of Terry Mom got you know the golden form, whatever. Because it's like in Vmon's case, for example, like he got an entirely new form yeah. for it. Terry Mom's adorable as fuck. Plus, I mean, old, all the budget went to Vmon, so <laughs> I mean, true. But like, I mean, Vmon has an ultimate form. Uh, I think he has like two ultimate forms. Um, Again, the entire budget went to Vima. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Speaking of entire budget going to something, uh, I, I was curious about something recently. I looked up uh, like just like the final fight of that Seven Deadly Sins Cursed by Light movie. Okay. And it, first off, it looked fucking solid. And I saw someone comment in the YouTube where it's like, oh, so this is where the budget for season three and four went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, accurate. <laughs> but no, Digimon movie, fantastic. Definitely recommend it. Uh, what do you, what's another one that you want to shout out? Uh, one of my classic ones I just like, which is a Ghibli studio Ghibli film is Kiki's delivery service. Good one. It is is a a very good film. And I mean, all literally for me, it's just literally nostalgia because like there wasn't a whole lot of anime films that played on just regular TV for me when I was younger, but studio Ghibli films would pop up and Kiki's delivery service was one that if I saw it, I would stop what I was doing and watch it. Didn't matter what was going on, I would watch it. <laughs> and that's really all there is to it. It's just, for me, it's just a big old nostalgia film. I honestly couldn't really tell you anything deep about the plots or anything. It's just like, ooh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Watch. Oop, yep, turning that on. <laughs> and it does look like it's on Blu-ray. The I Digimon mean, movie. I would not be surprised by that. I'd be more surprised if it wasn't. Dude, love me some Digimon. 
But no, Cookies Delivery, so you're right. It's it's nostalgia. That's all it is. Uh, that's what a lot of Studio Ghibli films are. I mean, like, like Spirited Away, of course. That's a classic that scarred a lot of children, myself included, at the time. Not anymore. Um, you know, that that one's just one of those um, nostalgia trips. Same thing with uh, Princess Monoke. Is it? Mononoke. Mon- Mononoke. Uh, Howl's uh, Moving Castle. Like, all those are just, like, classic, like, nostalgia films. So that's what Studio Ghibli is kind of best for. <laughs> My one interaction with that film is that story I told you earlier. So like I, my 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 neighbor Totoro is like one of the only ones that I haven't actually watched all the way through. So the one time that we were going to watch was about ten years ago. Uh, we were having a house party at our friend Andy's house, and he got fucking just blitzed drunk, and he's just like, "I want to watch my neighbor Totoro." It's like, "All right, bro, you do you." And we made it about halfway through the film before we stopped it, and that was also the night where Andy was just so stupidly blitzed, and we were really hungry at like it was like twelve thirty, twelve forty, and we wanted Wendy's. And this is also the fabled baked potato story. You know, yeah, oh, is that where it came? That's from? where it came from. Because in that night, Andy's just like, "Man, I could really go for a baked potato." So when we decided to go to Wendy's, I told Andy, "He's like, hey, bro, I'll get you a baked potato." He's like, "Thanks, man." And that was the night where he was so drunk, I just took his wallet uh, to buy all the food with, and I'm like, "Andy, I'm taking your wallet." And he's just like, "He's like, but why?" I'm like, "Andy, you're drunk. You don't have a say in the matter." He's like. Yeah, you right, dog. <laughs> I took his wallets for like $60, $70 at Wendy's at 1 in the morning, right when they were closing. They probably came in our food. <laughs> and that was also when I brought the baked potato, and he's just like, man, I hate baked potatoes. <laughs> I'm just like, well, but you said you wanted one. And that has been an argument for 10 years. Uh, but, yeah, that was my one interaction with uh, my neighbor Totoro. Never finished it. Will I go back and finish it? No. Maybe. Probably not, though. <laughs> but, no, that is a nostalgia trip. Um, so, you know, I'll go on my, my basic, my basic spree here for a couple that I want to shout out. Cause, uh, talking about Dragon Ball Z one here. Cause you know, Dragon Ball Z has got like, you know, multiple, they, they had 13, 13 or 14 Dragon Ball Z films, right? Dang. Yeah. They had a lot of, well, actually really, really not. Hang on. Hang on. No, that's just what came to us. They really had probably like 16 Dragon Ball Z films. God dang. I think there was only four Dragon Ball films. And then I think there was like 16 Dragon Ball Z films. Because there were some that never came over to us. Like uh, Plan to Eradicate All the Saiyans. It, okay, Plan to Eradicate All the Saiyans, it did finally come over to us in the form of a video game. So if you got Dragon Ball Z Raging Blast 2, it actually had a... It actually had the Plan to Eradicate All Saiyans movie with the game in new in new visuals, like new high def HD visuals. That's actually what team four star used for their abridged version of that. Um, but that was an example of one that never came over to us. There was a couple others that did not believe. Um, and then I think battle of gods and resurrection F were considered dragon ball Z films, not super films. Gotcha. Um, but one of my favorite dragon ball Z films that I still personally enjoy to rewatch. And before like battle of gods, it was actually like the longest dragon ball Z film. And the only one that was actually over an hour was, uh, the first Broly movie, Broly, the legendary super Saiyan. Yeah. I remember that being super long, bro. I love that era of dragon ball Z, like the whole cell saga, having like future trunks, teen Gohan. Like I loved that era so much. That was like probably my, my, my favorite span of dragon ball Z. So that movie of having like all four of the Saiyans that, Ever, plus this whole new evil saying coming in like dude it was awesome plus it had an incredible soundtrack for the for the west audience like day after day bahaji kitchen is incredible uh the reach by a don't remember their name is also incredible like there were i think there was there's this was this was the era of dragon ball z where they had like extreme heavy rock for the west and like were disturbed was in like the lord slug movie and stuff like th- like that was th- that's the era that i'm talking about Here, for us 
fun thing with anime films back in like '90s into like mid 2000s. Instead of using just the original soundtracks, the whichever group got a hold of them to redouble them and everything, they just put American songs in there. Yes, <laughs> and they just read the soundtrack yes. for the films. Yes, I'm telling you, Lord Slug had Disturbed music. Same thing with Cooler's Revenge. I don't know what Disturbed songs were in there, but there was Disturbed songs in there, and I thought I always thought that was very interesting. Um, the only other Dragon Ball Z film I'll actually shout out that I really enjoy to this day is one of the is one of the early ones before Super Saiyan and shit. And that's actually the world's strongest. And the only reason why I loved this film so much is because Master Roshi actually has a prominent role where he's actually fighting. And I, I, I love Master Roshi. So like like the fact that like this film is like You got to be more than just a skirt chaser. Bingo. Um, you know, the it, I just love the aspect of it. It's like where you have like Dr. Wheelow and his assistant, I forgot his name, where like they're basically like stuck on prehistoric data where they're just like, yes, we need the world's strongest fighter. We need master Roshi. And then it's just like, I loved like the abridged version of that by team four star where, you know, uh, he, he heard that master Roshi was taken because they need the world's strongest fighter. And he's sitting there in the hot, he's like, but I'm right here. And then he immediately turns around, like it cuts to where he's on the Nimbus talking. She's like, "Chi Chi, I gotta go. There was a terrible mistake." <laughs> like, I, I love that whole concept of the movie, where it's just like Doctor Wheelow and his assistant are just stuck on prehistoric data, where they're just like, "Oh yeah, Master Roshi's the world's strongest. Let's get him." <laughs> As I always enjoyed that film. Um, another like popular shonen series that uh, had some really dope films is uh, Naruto. They have a long yes. list of films, whatever. But, you know, uh, for me personally, my two favorite Naruto films, I have no idea if I'm on an island with this. I feel like a lot of people talk about some of the earlier films versus these is I actually really enjoy Naruto the last. Like, that's usually one of my go-to Naruto films. I Because, like, that era of Naruto is an, is an era of Naruto that we have gotten so little out of that I wish we could get more. Naruto Shippuden did a pretty good job giving us a chance to experience that that age and that era of our characters, whatever, mm -hmm. but it's still very limited. Like, they're in some novels, yes, whatever, but, like, that version of Naruto, that version of, of, of our team is so... There's so little on them. So I really enjoy that movie because it's like you're really getting to experience, like, the young adult Naruto, yeah. the young adult Sakura and Hinata and et cetera. Plus, it's got the, you know, the romance factor for it, you know, between Naruto and Hinata finally doing the thing, whatever. Not having sex. Yeah, just admitting I, it. That makes no sense because I have not watched this film. So you saying that made me go, do the Wait, thing. <laughs> no, this is the film. This is where the moment where it's like they finally kind of confess to each other, you know, and, you know, they really begin their journey as a couple, essentially. Is that canon? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, sure. yeah. This is all canon film. Um, yeah, and because of that, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, the other movie that I really enjoy, and this one's obviously not canon, um, is uh, Naruto Road to Ninja. That is one of my favorite ones to turn on and watch. Every once in a while, I just throw it in the background because I always thought the concept was super fascinating. Because like the, how the movie starts is like you know they're like Naruto and Sakura just came back from a mission, whatever. Sakura's parents are like being like super like almost like overprotective, and she's like, ah, oh, parents are so annoying. And Naruto's like, at least you have parents, you know. That was essentially the kind of the gist of it. And then you know Toby, the, you know, this is still Toby time. Okay. Well, no, I, no, Toby is just revealed as Madara, so okay. no Obito yet of reveal, right? And you know, Madara's just like, ha, ah, I'm going to suck you in a different dimension. Ha, ah, suck my nut. And, you know, they get sucked in this alternate version of the Hidden Leaf Village. Where Sakura's parentless and Naruto's parents? Bingo. Seriously? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, Sakura's dad became the fourth Hokage and saved the village, and he's dead, and so is his mom. So is her mom. Does Sakura become super edgy? 
Uh, not really. No. Okay. Um, you know, meanwhile, Naruto, his, both of his parents are alive, you know, Minato and uh, Kishina, whatever, like they're alive. They're not obviously the Hokage, whatever. Shinade is still the the fifth Hokage, whatever, blah, blah. They, you know, they had Naruto, but they, he was actually a different name. They named him, uh, Minma, I believe was his name in this universe. So this whole time they're calling Naruto Minma, Minma and Naruto, like, you know, always longing for parents. He just... He just runs with it. He's just like, at first he was just like, you're not my parent. Fuck you. And just kind of does this thing. And then, you know, as the film kind of progresses, like at first Naruto's very against this. Cause he's like, you're not my parents. This is all just one big lie. Whatever. Ah, I hate this. We need to get home. And Sakura's like, ah, what are you talking about? This is legit. I live alone. I can do whatever I want. Like my parents are dead. Let's go. Let's have a great time. So wait, if it's reversed, would that mean she would have Kyubei inside her? No. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, you, you would think that, right? So you wait, would ha- think that. How do they pass off the fact that Naruto still has Kyubei inside of him? I wish I could remember, but I can't. <laughs> yes, Minma still has the nine-tailed fox inside of him. Uh, because, like, the, like in the, what's also interesting about... Hey, Hokage, my child! <laughs> basically. <laughs> what's also really interesting about this universe as well is the Akatsuki are good guys. Like the entire Kotsky are all like I mean, if you they're want, hired mercenaries that are that fight truthful, for good. As far as the fan base was concerned for the longest time, the Kotsky weren't bad guys. They were just poster men who went around throwing killing people. Basically, but in this sense, they are actual like more or less good guys. So they're more like JoJo characters. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Going around, kill, kill. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, th- no. This film is actually really legit, and it actually has some pretty dope climax uh, between Naruto and Minma because Minma is in this universe as well, um, and Minma is essentially like under under a genjutsu thanks to Madara because Madara's big plan behind this whole thing was to get him here as another way to try to steal the nine tails essentially so there's two different nine tails in this movie and there's there's a giant nine tails showdown essentially hey look man listen it's your traditional anime film right it's gonna have all the tropes in it whatever it's just a really fun movie and it's i always just enjoyed the fascinating swap of lives whatever because again at first like sakura's all for this she's like oh fuck yeah i get to live my life however i want naruto's very against it and then naruto gets very on board with it because he's never experienced this meanwhile sakura starts to long for her parents again so naruto wants to end up staying and sakura's like i want to go home i miss my mom and dad was sakura also still somehow Tsunade's apprentice? I don't remember about that part. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Because did she go to Tsunade like, Tsunade, I heard straight. Who the hell are you? Oh, also in this alternate universe, Sasuke is in the village as well. And he's just like, he's not edgy at all. He's like a hard ladies man. <laughs> Which is hysterical. Because like when you first meet Sasuke, he's like hitting on a bunch of chicks, whatever. He's like a hard lady. Then he's like, comes Sakura. He's like, mm, Sakura, I've always loved you. <laughs> Does that mean the Chiha clan's not dead? Correct. It's a very interesting so we twist have in a the universe. Revolt? Nope. You it's know, a very interesting universe, bro. You know, sometimes I wish that they released like a JRPG Naruto game and just start <laughs> you back from the freaking beginnings and just let you make decisions and see how the world changes. Right, right. No, I mean, dude, like this, like I said, it's it's a traditional anime film. You know what I mean? It's gonna have all the bullshit tropes that make no fucking sense that should not make sense. You know what I mean? Like that's what it is. But it's a very fun film. If you're a Naruto fan, I definitely recommend checking it out. Just turn it on in the background, have a good time because you will have a good time with that film. Uh, what's another one that you had on your list? Uh, another film, I anime film that I really like that's 
really undershot that people don't even know exists, or at least as far as I'm aware, because most people I talk to have no idea what this is. It's called Redline, which is a, it's not, it's just literally just a standalone film, has no other sort of context with it. It's a racing film, more or less a futuristic a galactic race where it's not flying vehicles. They're all, they're all land vehicles. So it's a bunch of aliens and whatnot doing this more or less a cross continental, essentially race, just it's planets mm-hmm. <laughs> and sort of similar to summer wars. If I really look into it, and I go, what the fuck is this story? Why am I enjoying this? <laughs> right. <laughs> because it just focuses on sort of main two characters, them racing and whatnot, because, like, the film starts in the middle of the first race of this and where our MC he has this souped-up Charger vehicle, and he throws in some, like, alien nitrous crystal in his engine and just... <laughs> and just wins the first leg of the race. Like, yeah! <laughs> and everything, and he slowly ends up having a romantic with this the sort of lead female racer and whatnot. Mm. And here's the also weird thing is that... Um, when people crash and whatnot, some of the racers are dying, and they just sort of leave, oh, that's just part of the sport. We'll leave it be. Ken Gary on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. And, uh, I mean, overall, it's a good, enjoyable film. It's just a nice joyride film. Um, it does sort of end with a weird <laughs> a weird ending that I was always, wouldn't it be a technicality where those two end up, for some reason, the same vehicle. I don't quite remember why. One of their vehicles go down, he picks her up. She's riding with him. So now instead of being separate racers, they're now part of the same team now mm-hmm. since they're in the same vehicle. And they win, but how they win is by him more or less causing the vehicle to overcharge. Mm-hmm. And when they cross the finish line, the vehicle's completely gone. It's literally disintegrated. But somehow they're fine, and they cross the line before the head rival crossed the line. And they just naturally stopped, like, yeah, you win, congratulations, they kiss, and the screen just sort of goes away, and I'm just like, but they had no vehicle. <laughs> I mean, it's nice they had their little happy ending there, but it, they had no vehicle. <laughs> it's literally just one of those random films I found on one of the old websites. Analinks. Uh, I don't, I don't you remember, remember Analinks? I do remember Analinks. I love that random button. I saw some random yeah. ass shit. Save That's... Me Lollipop was the, one of the only ones hey. that I remember. Yo, you know what Save Me? All right. <laughs> <laughs> there um, was also some other show that say, uh, Analinks gave me. Because this, uh, me and Brady, we were on uh, we were on Xbox Live one night on, on 360 Days, whatever. And we were just going through Analinks, hitting random, and just watching the first episode of these shows. And there was some random one, like something called it something Snow Fairy. And all I remember from this show is like when the episode starts, this girl's like in a dream and she's like laying down in the snow. It's, you know, snow flurries are coming down and she just opens her eyes. There's a piano in the sky and then it just falls down and hits her. <laughs> so See, you watched one episode. I watched a whole series like that. Yeah, that's that's fair. I did not watch all of Save Me Lollipop. We watched like three episodes of Save Me Lollipop, though. Why not? <laughs> we stopped that one kind of quick. It, it was kind of funny, though. It was. It's like, you have a squishy butt or whatever it was. Yeah, but no, I, it was just one of those random films I saw and just one day searching for anime. I just saw Red Line on the case and went, yes. <laughs> I was just like, this was a good film. Then I rewatched it and went, this is still a good film, but I don't know why. <laughs> I got a film that's not good. What's that? But I'll still shout it out because it's just a meme. That's the Sonic 1996 film. 
Was there a film then? Yes, and that's why I wanted to shout it out because I feel like a lot of people won't know about this, especially with how the Sonic movies currently have kind of captivated the Sonic fandom. Uh, but yes, there was a movie. In Animated? Ni- yes. Okay. In 1996, it was like an OVA over in Japan or like two different OVAs in Japan that just got merged into a movie or something like that. And it was not a good film. Let me stress this. Let me stress that the voice acting for the dub is atrocious. Like, it is bad, bad. Well, considering uh, how the Sonic anim- uh, morning cartoons yeah. voice acting was, I mean, it was sort of standardized. Yeah, it was a bad film. Very, But it was enjoyable in some capacity if you're a Sonic fan, because like the big aspect of the film is like Sonic versus Metal Sonic. Like This was like the birth of Metal Sonic, essentially. Gotcha. And what I love about the film so much, looking, especially looking back on it now as an adult, especially after one particular movie has come out since then, that particular movie being Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, Sonic 1996 had like that Star Wars moment with the lava before Star Wars. <laughs> because like... <laughs> the fight ended in a volcano and Metal Sonic's just being burned and he's slowly just kind of crawling up and Sonic's trying to say, he's like, give me your hand! And so Metal Sonic's reaching out and Knuckles is like, no, Sonic, don't, he's gonna pull you in! And Metal Sonic just like slaps his hand away and then as the, the lava is like engulfing Metal Sonic, Metal Sonic's just like, there can only be one Sonic and then he just gets <laughs> golden lava. But this is like the fact that the lava bit happened. I, I, I just happened to watch this the other day, that's why I'm able to quote it so exactly. Uh, I I was watching this on the site. Damn, this is legit like Star Wars for Star Wars. I now need a side by side comparison video. I swear, bro. No, it was not a good film, but it was it was enjoyable to I just remember finding it on VHS at Hastings one day and just renting my uh, and my grandpa rent it for me. Yeah, it was good times. It was good times, man. Uh, yeah, other films that I will just shout out, but won't really like dive a lot into is like you know the the first Yu Gi Oh film was super dope, especially since I went to theaters and that yeah. was like such an awesome moment as a kid. Is going you to see Pyramid of Light. Two out of four cards. Yeah, basically, uh, Blue Eyes Shining Dragon is fucking awesome. Uh, overall, pretty just dope film as a whole. Pyramid of Light, Bonds Beyond Time was really <laughs> awesome too, but I feel like it's more awesome because of the abridged version. You know what's really funny about the. Uh, Pyramid of Light movie. Mm. So I so went and saw that in theaters, too. And I went with my father and watched it. And it's sort of funny looking on it now when we have things like uh, the abridged Bonds Before Time and we have the whole moment where Yami Yugi's going, Synchro what? Synchro what? That's how I was <laughs> watching Pyramids of Light because I was watching it with my father. And <laughs> in the middle of the film, my father was just like, no, it wasn't in the middle of the film because he let us, well, then after we left the film, he's just like, so what are the rules of that of that game? What the hell? What just happened? I can see Scott asking that, yeah. <laughs> and me, just as a, like, I assume I was like 11 or 12 at the time. I can't remember exactly. Maybe younger. Trying to explain to my father a card game, just going, ah, it was simple, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> they keep playing cards until they have no more. <laughs> Basically. I mean, that's the summed up version, yeah. When Yu-Gi-Oh was broken as shit. Yep, the old days. Uh, but yeah, Bonds Beyond Time was solid. Uh, enjoyed that nice crossover of Jaden and Yusei and Yugi. Uh, like I said, the abridged version makes the film a lot better. Uh, <laughs> love the abridged version. The abridged version is fucking incredible. Um, you know, talking about some Pokemon films, like the first three is really the golden age for me. Yeah, I watched three in 2000 a lot. Yeah, uh, I agree. Three was always my favorite. Uh, three, I loved the shit out of three, and I guess the big reason is like the return of Charizard, whatever. Yeah. It's such a fucking hype moment. Like, um, dude, my blood was pumping. Uh, but Ash I, is in danger. 
seismic yeah. toss. Basically, like, dude, I loved it. It was awesome. Uh, that was really the golden age for Pokemon films for me because after that, I feel like it was kind of like a lot of duds. I mean, they're not. None of them are bad movies. I mean, I enjoyed the Celebi one that was next. Yeah, Forever. Forever is not bad. After that was Heroes. Heroes is okay. After that, I think was Jirachi. Jirachi was meh. Uh, after that one, I don't remember if it was Destiny Deoxys. If so, that one's solid. I enjoy Destiny Deoxys quite a bit. And then I think after that one might have been the Manaphy one where Ash goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> I'm I mean, dead I, at, okay. I, I stopped out to film four. But listen, hey. listen, for anyone that does, has not seen Manaphy or anything about it, I... I can't make that up. Ash goes Super Saiyan. Like, he has, like, gold aura around him, and this dude is literally flying along the water, fighting whoever. Like, he goes fucking Super Saiyan. I'm not making this up. It's legit. It's not a great film. It's okay. You know, I watched 2003 a lot. I watched one. I mean, I enjoyed one. One one is just nostalgic because it was in theaters for us. I only watched it every so often. The thing that really got me of one is true to that whole 90s and 2000s re- Dub soundtracks. Oh, I know. I had that CD. Oh, I oh <laughs> I, I did too. I played that shit a lot. Oh, I did too, bro. That CD that CD was legit. Uh, man, like that, that was that was a good time with Pokemon films. Like I said, there there's a, a couple ones uh, since then that are that have been okay. Uh, it's it's very hit or miss though. Like a couple of the Sinnoh ones were kind of the Arceus ones, not bad. Arceus and the Jewel Life. The Lucario one is good. I, and I'm not saying as a Lucario fanboy, the Lucario and the Mystery of Mew is good. Uh, I actually personally really enjoy the Hoopa one, Hoopa Unbound, because the climax is fucking wild. Because, like, the climax, like, bro, there just starts, like, portals just start opening up, and it's just, like, legendary Pokemon after legendary Pokemon is in this movie. Like, shiny Rayquaza. Like, bro, there's, like, 30 legendary Pokemon all just coming into one massive what war is, in this city. What is that internet browser Pokemon thing? You know what I'm talking about? No, maybe um, there's. I know there's a Pokemon team builder or something where people just showdown, showdown, and maybe it. And it's just a lot of it's just people running with legendary. Pokemon. Oh, yeah, showdown. I just can picture that with Hoopa's just a bunch of trainers. I have all my legendaries. That's basically Hoopa Unbound. Like, uh, bro, portals to start opening. You got a shiny Rayquaza up in that bitch. You have like some of like I think the legendary birds are in there. The dogs might be in there. I think Dialga and Palkia is in there. Um, bro, uh, Reshiram and Zekrom's in there. Like, dude, there's so many that just starts coming in. It's like a, I'm just blowing up this city. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like the apocalypse. <laughs> Speaking of apocalypse, and since this is Anime and Plus, and it kind of relates, I did start reading Omniscient Reader. I just thought that because oh, I said, you? I, I said, hey, a pot, yeah, Omniscient Reader's good. The yeah, visual novel or the the webtoon. Okay, yeah, I started, I started reading the webtoon. Started that last night. I need to. I need to actually see where the webtoon is, and I need to finish reading the visual novel. Or, yeah. yeah. Not visual novel. Web novel. Yeah. WN, not VN. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, any other films that you want to shout out? Or are you uh, kind of reaching into your list? Sort of the last one I want to, which is sort of a nostalgia one, is which, like, 10-year-old me would have been super psyched about. And you shoot, me now was super happy when I found it. Um the Detective Conan versus Lupin the Third oh, films. Yeah, those films are very good for anyone who watches those series, just because it's the great anime thief Lupin the Third and our great child detective going head to head. Their groups, and the second one is I wouldn't say it's better, but it looks nice just because it's a couple years uh, newer and had better animation, just because of technology that came out in between the films. Mm-hmm. And uh, but both films are very good. 
I think actually the second one might be better because the interactions between the characters are more interesting now that they've encountered each other once. And, uh, I mean, just when I found those films, I went, this is a thing? (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, yes. (laughs) Because those are the two shows that I stayed up to like 11 to midnight when I was like, nine to 12 years old and watch detective conan and then lupin third this weird gangly guy who's keeps throwing himself at women <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> oh that was that was the good times that was the good times <laughs> uh, i didn't really have anything else on my list i kind of ran through the majority of the ones that i personally wanted to shout out and obviously there are some other really dope ones that we could talk about that we're not but and they're just mostly dope because like they're new and flashy and they look great. You know, like the Demon Slayer movie obviously looks incredible. Like JJK Zero. Yeah, like that That from everything we've seen looks great. Soundtrack for that's good. Oh, I haven't listened to the soundtrack. Soundtrack's good. Um, Heroes Rising, I personally really enjoy. I still get to see World Heroes Mission of my hero movies. I enjoy the fuck out of Heroes Rising. But like, you know, the Broly movie for Dragon Ball Super, stupidly good animated, you know. like I mean, that's just general stuff to shout out. Because like, they, they just look pretty. You know, like they're they're supposed to. That's the thing. But, uh, you know, I kind of ran through the majority of the ones that I personally really enjoy where I like actually will actively go out of my way to rewatch it, essentially. Um, So with that said, I feel like we can probably start going and wrapping up because I've had pizza on my brain this entire podcast. Did you order that like pizza? I did not yet. (laughs) But I I am going to probably order some Lou Malinati's and ship it to me across the country. Because, boy, do I love me some Lou Malinati's, and the fact that I can ship it makes me very happy and horny. But that's a different story. All righty, then. All right, well, I'll, I'll hit the music, note, and we'll get out of here. Um, Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help us. If you like what's going on, you can hit that subscribe button. If you actually want to know when anything's popped up, you can hit the notification bell, and it'll let you know. You can do that at youtube.com slash sparky3. Thank you very much. Do everything that he said and more, and make sure to check us out on our website, sparky3.com. Sign up for the website for free, or you can sign up for $5 a month. Up to you if you're feeling generous. We definitely appreciate that. It goes a long way. Uh, Be a friend, tell a friend. That's also a main thing. Comment down below your thoughts on any of these films that we chat about. Uh, Comment some of your favorite films. Uh, as well as go check out sparky3shop.com. Like I said, we probably will have a month, probably a month-long promo code, more or less, uh, for April because we're going to have like our new soft rebrand is what I'll call it for Animan Plus, uh, starting with episode 69, and then we also have uh, the NFL draft stuff. We're planning a live stream for a terrible football show. Hey, that'll be fun. Yep, for day one of the draft, first round, we're going to do a live stream. So, but since we got two kind of big things happening at the same time in April, I may just put out one general, like, promo code that will last all month long. 25% off, maybe 30% off. We'll see. Pick up your latest merch, latest designs for Animan Plus. We'd appreciate that for sure. Uh, make sure to join the Discord. Link down in the description below. Follow us on Twitter. Check out the other shows. And uh, again, we will be on a break next week. Every show will be on a break next week so we can finish, so I can finish getting the move done. We'll get this room decorated, get some new disc plates behind me. It'll be a great time. Uh, with that said, guys, have a great day. See you next time. Bye.